The first conversation between Jesus and the disciples begins in a rather abrupt fashion. Jesus says to them, what are you looking for? They appear to be caught off guard and can only respond with, where are you staying? A rather odd question, it seems to me, to ask someone that you have just met for the first time. We perhaps might imagine ourselves in a similar situation, perhaps in unfamiliar surroundings, looking a little lost and not sure how to proceed. But I'm not sure that the first thing that would come into our thoughts would be to ask this person, where do you live? But these two seemingly odd and yet innocent questions make a world of difference for the disciples. And since we're disciples, it sure changes things for us as well. The Greek word for staying could also be translated into abiding. Where are you abiding? I think this makes that question a little more profound, a lot more profound. Now I have to admit, I rarely ask people where they abide. I, I never actually asked anyone when I met them, and where do you abide? But to abide, perhaps because it, it means to live within. It's a more intense kind of dwelling than just information about a street address. And in the Gospel, Jesus uses the word when he speaks of his relationship with the Father as a way to express his desire to be in relationship with his disciples and with us. And so you know that phrase when he says, may you abide in me, may you live in me, as I abide, as I abide in you, and as I live, as I abide in the Father. This is a remarkable spiritual relationship. It's profound and at an astounding level of union, or we might also say of communion of coming into union with each other. Perhaps the relationship that we have with someone that we love most is as close an analogy as we might be able to come to. Certainly a good example would be uh, a marriage ceremony. And in the midst of that ceremony, there is a blessing pronounced over the couple that you may be one that you may no longer be two, but one body. This is an entering into each other's very being, not just moving into the same house, but in such a way that a new sense of being and identity is established. And it shapes the whole world of both persons. In fact, we speak of them as a couple, 
which is a singular noun. So maybe that helps us to get a sense of what this biblical notion of abiding in is all about. The word is used two other times in today's gospel. They saw where he was staying, likely meaning a household. And so it says they went to stay with him. And that very action changed their lives. There is another gospel passage where they come, some other disciples come to Jesus and say, where do you, are you staying? And he says, the Son of God has nowhere to lay his head, indicating that one doesn't actually live in a house with Christ, but lives in a world with Christ. And even more remarkable, it is his world. So truly to abide in another, to abide in Christ, is to enter all that that world means. To abide in Christ is to abide in the world that Christ lives in and that Christ calls us to fashion. This is the heart of the gospel. And I think it's, it's significant that it sort of starts us in this new year and in this new liturgical season. The mystery of the incarnation that we just celebrated at Christmas. When we spoke of the Son of God coming to abide in the womb of Mary, coming to take up an abode in the womb of human bodiliness. And we said that this person was Emmanuel, God with us, God within us. This then is the Christ, we might say, who gets under our skin. This is the Christ who turns our bodies into temples, as Paul tells the Corinthians today, temples of holiness and divine beauty. This is the Christ who enters our life each day, calling us, as the Lord called Samuel, as Jesus called Andrew and Simon and Philip and Nathaniel and all the others, and you and me. This is the kind of living within another's world that is transformative. Look what happened to Samuel. Imagine the conversation in today's words being a little bit more like, Samuel, where are you at? Samuel saying, here, where are you at? It was a way not of finding a physical location, but of finding a kind of aura, finding a kind of space in which the other person lived and moved and wanting to be in that space. And once Samuel figured out that it was the Lord who was calling him, he responded, speak, for your servant is listening. And the author tells us that Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. 
So once the disciples started to hang out with Jesus, they discovered that he didn't expect them to live with him, but to live like him. His invitation, come and see, was life-changing. They probably had no idea how dangerous and how amazing that would be. Come and see. In a few moments, we will hear the words of John the Baptist from today's Gospel. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the one who will come under our roof. Behold the one who invites himself into our lives and never leaves.